0: Welcome to the Travel Worth Living Podcast. Our mission is to help aspiring travel content creators make a positive impact with the stories they tell. We do this by sharing the how and why of content creation through practical and inspirational stories.
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? It is Seth here. On this week's episode, we dive into the how of travel content creation with remote working coach Ali Pruitt. After feeling dissatisfied with the way life was back in her hometown, she began making changes in her life which led her to becoming a digital nomad. After working remotely for a few years, she went full-time as a productivity and work-life balance coach after the pandemic hit. During our conversation, she talks about her travel experiences and what ultimately drove her to join the travel lifestyle. She also shares some incredible tips for increasing your productivity and decreasing your burnout while trying to juggle travel, life, and work. She shares her recap method and how she uses that to stay on top of her busy life. If you want to learn more about the recap method, you can watch her masterclass by clicking the link in my bio. I'll also have links to her website if you wanna learn more about her coaching, as well as connecting with her on social media. I'll have all the links for that as well. So now, without further ado, here is my conversation with Allie.
0: My name's actually Alicia, Alicia Pruitt, Mm. but because Mm -hmm. in Spanish countries, they wanted to call me Alice instead of Alicia. Um, And my name is not Alice. I decided to go with Allie and then it stuck and now I'm just Allie Pruitt.
1: (laughs) That works. You know, make it super simple. Conform conform to the local culture, right? You know, make, do what works. That is really funny. You could say,
0: say my name right, or okay, call me Allie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of which, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about where you're at right now?
0: Okay, so right now I'm in Oaxaca City, Mexico, and I've been here since before the pandemic. The plan was five months, and then my departure date was March 29th. So obviously the infamous March 2020 happened with COVID, and I had to make a decision. My flight didn't get canceled, but I did need to make a decision as to whether or not I was gonna go back to the US or stay in Mexico. And I decided to trust my gut and stay in Mexico, and really glad I did. Um, So, yeah, I've been here for the most part ever since. I did do a, a trip back to the States and went down to Peru, tried to make that happen, and then I found myself back in Oaxaca City. It's a very magical, beautiful place. Culture is amazing, but yeah.
1: That's really brave of you. Um, like when COVID was starting to decide to stay in Mexico, um, because most people would be like, Nope, I'm out. I'm going home, you know, safety (laughs) is that, but that kind of brings up the question, you know, what do you define as home? Um, so tell, tell me a little bit about your journey with working remotely. Um, that's kind of a lot to unpack. Maybe, maybe start (laughs) by telling me where that initial spark came from.
0: Uh, so the first spark, gosh, that's a tough one I think I um, it was really a lot of different things that happened over a period of time um, one kind of shifting from a going on holiday kind of trip to going on a more travel type of vacation or trip and realizing there's a there's a difference to that and really enjoying that and like enjoying who I was, you know that person that I was and then I would come back, to real life right and get kind of get back into the the, the normal the grind the day-to-day the same old same old but I, I had changed a little bit right and I didn't know what to do with that so I just I was like well I'll just keep traveling because I really liked who I was and so I kind of kept doing these trips these travel type trips backpacking trips and of course I would keep changing more and more and I would keep coming back to the same place and the same people and the, you know that they were you know, great people, but they weren't changing either. And I just got to the point where I felt like I didn't, there was nothing left there for me, you know, um, that I kind of outgrown the the city, the little town, this little beach town in Florida. And so I just decided like a lot that along with being in extreme burnout for two years where I was working mm-hmm. and getting to complete exhaustion, complete desperation, knowing that something had to change and that the only person that could make it change was me. I had to figure out what I wanted to change, what I wanted to do. So it took a bit of a little little bit of time, kind of just a self-discovery. And I decided I wanted to leave. I just wanted to leave this place, go somewhere else, find a new home, but I didn't know where I wanted to live. I knew I did not want it to be colder because I'm a Florida girl, so I need my sunshine, my warmth, my heat. So I couldn't go any more north, so I thought well I'll go to go go to Texas. So I started redesigning my life. I sold my house, I got rid of all of my my furniture, my possessions, I have a few boxes of things that I didn't want to get rid of. And yeah, basically just became a minimalist and said, "Okay, now I need to get the remote job." So I just started redesigning my life before I even had the job, had the freedom and flexibility. So I did get the remote job. And yeah, so it was just kind of a, one thing led to another. I don't know if there was like like this You know, actual moment and spark. I will say there was a moment after getting the remote job where I realized how much freedom and flexibility I actually had because my goal was just to get the job so I could move to another city in the US and start a life there. And if I didn't like it there, then I could move somewhere else, have that that freedom. But then when I realized how much freedom I actually had, I was like, oh, I could go work from New Zealand. I've always wanted to go to New Zealand. Like, that's the dream, right? And So I did that. I went to New Zealand and Fiji, a total of three months. And during that trip was when I realized, I think I want to keep living like this. And I learned what a digital nomad was. And I was like, I think I'm a digital nomad now. Okay. So I don't have a home, really. I mean, the pandemic has kind of forced me to have a, a bit of a home here in Oaxaca City. But when the pandemic hit and everybody was going home, I could have gone back to family in North Florida, but like I would have had to get an apartment and stuff and like create a home because I didn't have one. Um, I couldn't really like move in with my family. They have their lives and their kids, like all my brothers and sisters and stuff. So it wasn't really like an option, you know? When I go back Mm -hmm. to stay with them, I stay with like a week or two because then I've like outworn my stay, you know?
1: (laughs) So you kind of just like, gradually happened into this lifestyle
0: yeah yeah i know it's like something a goal for a lot of people but for me i just was desperate for a change i didn't know what i wanted and i just kind of started taking the steps and trusting the steps that i was taking and and now i I love my life
1: (laughs) yeah but that's awesome because i feel like you just naturally followed um Kind of listen to yourself and listen to what uh, you needed on an emotional level, on a psychological level, and uh, just kind of followed that and created the life that you wanted. And I think that's so powerful. Instead of just being like, "Well, this is you know how it's supposed to be. This is adult life. You know, this is what everybody <laughs> warned us about. We're hitting that." Um, no, you like took control and yeah. created a life that you wanted, even when you didn't even know like. You were creating it before you had the solid goal in mind. Like you didn't envision this life. You just knew what you wanted and you were able to work towards it.
0: Yeah. Now that's what I tell people all the time. It's like, you don't have to have everything sorted out. Just have some sense of direction, know what you don't want and don't keep doing what you don't want. Right. There's a lot of times we do that. We just kind of stay in the hamster wheel, just get out of the hamster wheel and start taking, taking steps in another direction, just trusting yourself the whole way, giving yourself what you need and you will get there. Um, and it will be a really awesome journey.
1: Yeah. So you worked remote for uh, quite a bit, I guess like five, six years
0: Um, um I worked before. remotely three years before the pandemic hit. Um, and so now I've been doing my own thing, the fully remote with Ally, for just over a year. And a
1: lot of- Yeah, so what is your own thing? Yeah. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing yeah. now?
0: So I'm a remote work productivity consultant slash coach because I work with businesses doing consulting, but I also work with individuals coaching them. Um, and I help people. My, my tagline basically is get shit done and enjoy your best life, right? So remote work really does offer so much freedom, so much flexibility, and it can be challenging to manage the freedom. It can be challenging to manage the flexibility. It can be challenging to stay focused at work and get, get shit done in a short period of time so that you have more time to enjoy your free life and kind of just that work life balance. And so I, when I decided that I wanted to start my own business, I knew I wanted to be around remote work because I became very passionate about, again, just the freedom and flexibility of remote work and the life that it's given me and the person that I've become because of it. But I didn't want to just kind of like, you know, okay, well, I'm just going to help companies transition to remote. You know, like I wanted it to be about the person, the individual, the human Mm -hmm. piece Mm -hmm. to it, because it was such a personal journey for me. And it is a personal journey for so many people. You know, when you really start to recognize that, okay, well, I'm working longer hours and I, you know, I'm not able to manage this. There's other, there's, you're one person. So like, you, you can't really separate work and life, right? Like the, if you're yeah. struggling with, let's say boundaries at work, you're struggling with boundaries in your personal life. You just didn't realize it before because you had the commute, was a forced boundary to help you separate and you know put your game mm-hmm. face on for work and then take it off for life, for your personal life. And so it's it's really amazing when you start to see these things and then it becomes just one layer after the next. Okay, well, I have a problem with boundaries. Okay, let's let's deal with this. And then you realize, well, why do I have a problem with boundaries? Oh, self-worth. And let's deal with this. And oh, self-love. You know, so it's 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 really um, a really cool journey. And the the burnout piece, you know, that hits home with me because I, it's what I experienced for two years straight. And I know what that feels like. So to be able to help people, you know, either get out of burnout, avoid burnout, and really start to, to bring balance to their life, I know this journey is... Going to help them become their best self as well. So it's, that's why I, why I do what I do.
1: Yeah, and I think it's so hard, especially like especially as travel content creators, like your vacation is also your work. It's kind of all mixed in together. And I think that's really critical what you're talking about finding that balance. Um, I thought it was interesting. You know, you mentioned having that forced boundary between home life and work life. Um, do you do you advocate for putting in like I don't know what a term would be, but basically like creating boundaries. So it's like you step into the office, that's your work, you step out, that's your personal life. What are some boundaries that, that you suggest?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of times the, just the journey with creating boundaries, it can be, um, can take some time because you first Mm -hmm. need to start to recognize what it is actually that you need and want. And then Mm -hmm. what are the boundaries that you need to create to get what you what you need and want, and then how to communicate those boundaries because there, oftentimes, you need to communicate to either direct reports or people that you're working with and set those expectations that you only work between you know these set hours or or, or whatever that is for you. Um, to mm-hmm. your family, your friends, communicate boundaries as well there, uh, and then you need to follow through on the boundary, which can be really difficult, right? Especially if someone's crossed that boundary having that hard conversation with them that, you know, acknowledging that the boundary has been crossed um, and following through on what the consequences are. And the consequences don't have to be like, cause this was a struggle for me. It was like, I give, I give, I give, I give because I don't have my boundary. And then when I can't do it no more, I just, okay, I'm done. I walk away. You've crossed my boundary. Well, like that's not really, that's not really how that works. So as far as creating boundaries or rituals or routines to help you with that, so you go through that, obviously, figuring out what it is that you want and then creating them. And some people, like I, I knew one guy who his was, um, when he would get up in the morning, you know, he would have his me time and all that. He would have his house slippers on and do his thing. And then he would get ready for work. And some people actually need to put on like proper work clothes for, for them to kind of get in, into that, that mode. Um, and so he would walk to the door, take his house slippers off you know, put his work shoes on, work slippers, and then, you know, kind of open the door, close the door, kind of have that physical divide. And then in Uh his, you know, work slippers, he would walk into his office and he would work, right? So there's lots of different things that you can do. You can be really creative like that. Um, I know some people don't actually really necessarily need it. Um, They just know that in the morning they have their me time. And then, you know, they walk into work and they have their uh, like, okay, so for example, for me, I, I would schedule a, um, listen to a podcast or part of an audiobook as kind of my, um, my transition. So it wasn't this definitive, mm-hmm. like hard stop, you know, cross this border, you know, boundary line. And then I'm working. It was, mm-hmm. I would have my me time. I would go for my walk, go to the, you know, the local market Take my dog out, you know, eat breakfast, all of those things. And then as I was finishing up breakfast, I would put my headphones on and start playing a podcast or an audiobook. And that would transition me into so I kind of like wrap up, clean my dishes, and then walk in. I'm finishing up listening to this. I might make some I write on my windows. I'm terrible. Like, so I use those as whiteboards. <laughs> so I'm like, I might write some some notes from the podcast or whatever. And then Come to my laptop, open up LinkedIn. About that time, you know, I kind of do about thirty minutes. The podcast is over, and then I jump into my LinkedIn. Now I already know like how I'm starting my day because of how I ended mm-hmm. my day the day before. I have my daily recap that I think you mentioned. You saw that master class um, that yeah. I that I do. Not only do I teach that, but I do that.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, two things. I, I kind of want to ask about the daily recap if anybody's interested in that, just to talk more about that. But first off, I'm very curious. So you write on your windows. Um, because my, when I'm listening to a podcast, I, I have so many notes on my phone. You know, like, sometimes I just write stuff down. And I'm like, a month later, I'm looking at it, I'm like, what the heck was I talking about here? Um, what? Why do you write on the windows? Does it, does it just help you focus more? Does it keep you out of getting distracted on the phone?
0: Um, it it's visible for me. Like if I write it on, mm-hmm. a, you know, a notepad or an Evernote, it's it kind of sometimes becomes out of sight, out of mind until something triggers me to go and intentionally look at it again. But if it's something really important that I want, you know, it to be it to always be there, it's always right there. And when I look for apartments, whether it's on Airbnb or Facebook Marketplace when I'm going to a new place, I always look for places with with big windows because I know that's what I, what I need and want. And yeah, so it's, I have all kinds of, all kinds of stuff, checklist notes, writing, like research this. And it's, it's crazy.
1: (laughs) I love that. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And then real quick, if you want to talk about the daily recap and kind of what you can help people accomplish with that in a nutshell,
0: yeah, sure. So the daily recap recap actually stands for reflect, evaluate, celebrate, adjust, and plan. And so this is the technique that I teach my clients. I do have the free masterclass where um, I touch on all of this. You kind of get the the quick version, Ooh, obviously, it's free. right? Right. It's free. It's it's a masterclass. Yeah. It's a short period of time. I can't teach you how to implement it and help you with the roadblocks, you know, that you're facing. But the um, you know the goal is at the end of your day you set aside a um, a certain amount of time. And I always encourage people to give yourself a little bit more when you start doing this, maybe even 30 Mm -hmm. minutes when you're wanting to end your day. So you kind of plan out your day, which this goes really well with my blueprinting your calendar technique that I also have. Um, But so you, you plan when you want to end your day, you put the 30 minute block there to do your daily recap. And I have a guide as well that helps you through this. So you start off with just with reflecting and you know, reflect on the day. How do you feel right now? How did you feel throughout the day? Um, what did you, you know, what were some of the, the things that, that came up that were unexpected, uncontrollable, right? So just a, kind of a reflect on your day. It's just being mindful, becoming more aware of how you spent your time. And then the next is evaluate, really dig into it, like evaluate. Okay. So there were some things that, that came up that distracted me or that um, weren't on my to-do list and that I had to do, so uncontrollables and controllable things that happened and recognizing what you can control and what you can't control, right? We can plan out our day, but we're gonna, we always have those things that kind of just like pop up. And so it gives you a moment to reflect back and evaluate and like, okay, was that an emergency? Was that something I had to do right then or not? Or, you know, maybe it was and that's okay Right, it's okay that because I had to do this, I wasn't able to do something else that I had planned. And there's a sense of being kind to yourself. That's a big piece of mindset work that I do with clients as well. You know, we are so hard on ourselves. So you you start to again to evaluate how your day went, and then you move on into celebrating, which is a huge piece. This is always the piece that gets everybody. Is the celebrating, uh, celebrating. You know, really, again, you're you're reflecting, you're evaluating your day, so you have a moment to celebrate. Like, what went well? What brought you joy? What made you smile? What made you happy? Um, And if it was just an all-around shitty day, because those times, those days happen, then what can you be grateful for? Grateful for your life, that you're alive. Grateful that you don't have COVID. If you don't have COVID, you know, like there's still things to be grateful for. So just celebrate anything, right? Because that's also on a psychological level, it's going to help you improve your mood as well. And so this daily recap, isn't just to help you to become more self-aware of your day and how you're spending your time. um, but it's also to improve your energy levels at the end of the day. And so then you're going to move into adjust and then adjust and plan. So adjust, is there anything from, you know, looking at today that I need to adjust my tomorrow? Maybe I didn't get to work on something today and it has to be done tomorrow. So if I've already planned out my tomorrow, how do I adjust my tomorrow for the rest of the week and make time for this thing that needs to be done tomorrow? Um, So there's a lot of adjusting, not just for your tomorrow, but for your upcoming week and possibly even the month, depending on how much you've planned out to reach your goals. And then there is the plan. And so that is kind of the adjusting leads into planning and properly um, planning again to meet those goals and planning also to uh, make time for yourself. So this is a really big piece. Again, going back to the kindness, the self-care. Um, I say self-care is a strategy for success with all of this, with remote work-life balance and being mindful of how much time did you actually give yourself? Did you give yourself breaks? So plan in those breaks that you need plan in. Um, you may need to adjust the type of work that you're doing at different times of day, because now you've reflected, evaluated on all all of these things. And you recognize that maybe in the morning, it's not your get shit done mode time. Maybe that's the time when you need to do your meetings and then your afternoon is. And so that's where you kind Mm, of adjust and and plan. Um, So that's the daily recap. I encourage everybody to do it every day and really notice also at the end of doing the recap, what is your energy level? So kind of recognize it when when you first start doing it and at the end, and as you implement this and you do this every day, you'll notice that you become much more self-aware. As you're planning your day, everything's much more realistic in how you're you're planning your day. So you feel better because you actually accomplished what you planned because you planned realistically.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's better than just having like a to-do list that you know you need to get done and then you get to the end of the day and you've only done like two things and then you're burned out, you're stressed, Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. No. I mean, the reality is most people can only do like two, three, maybe four of those major tasks in a day. And yet we do this all the time. We set ourselves up with this really long to-do list, you know, and you're setting yourself up for failure every single day and you ending your day feeling shitty and saying, okay, well, tomorrow I'm going to have to do it all over again.
1: Yeah, absolutely love that. It's, It's like such a simple thing that people can implement that could be life-changing, literally, yeah. you know, helping them in their business and, and their personal life. Like, I feel like you could just do this at the end of your day, day, totally. you know, like your normal totally. life day. <laughs> because, I mean, we get stressed out over, you know, like when you have a dog, like if you have vet uh, checkups or getting food or whatever. If you have, you know, a business, if you have like personal th- hobbies that you're doing, like just daily life, ca- laundry, dishes, it can get overwhelming <laughs> Right.
0: (laughs) Yeah, um, absolutely. Especially
1: when you're remote traveling because dishwashers don't exist most of the time. But yeah.
0: Yeah, rarely. (laughs) Yeah. And that's something Uh, that in the the six weeks to remote work-life balance group course that I do You know, we have the opportunity to dig in deeper and that's what they, the conversation always turns to, well, I can do this at the end of my day. I can do this at the end. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a recap of work of your day, of your week, of your month, of your quarter, of your year, right? You can, you can use this and it's, it really does help you just to become so much more self-aware and more focused on what you want and, and how to get there.
1: I love it. So yeah, for anybody listening to this, absolutely go ahead and take the the recap masterclass. And I'll put the link for that in the show notes so they can go ahead and take that and start implementing this because, yeah, I'm going to go do it after this as well.
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh,
1: and if you need help implementing
0: yeah. that, that's what the six-week remote work-life balance is all about.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So that's kind of like a, is it um, a group coaching? You join a group kind of thing and then... Mm-hmm. Do you have one-on-one with you as well, or what is what is that program like?
0: Yeah, I do offer one-on-one, um, and then we have the group course. Uh, it's a group course experience where uh, six weeks, and it's focused on, you know, we're going to go more in-depth on the daily, the daily recap, how to really implement it. Um, and of course, with every new change that we want to try to implement into our lives, we're always hitting roadblocks, right? We fail to do it one day. And then maybe we fail to do it the second day, and then we get really hard on ourselves and say, "Well, yeah, I'm just not going to do it anymore, right?" And so the group and the support really helps you to get, you know, work through those and and keep moving forward, and and that it is okay if you only did it three times this week because that's still three more times than you did it last week because you didn't do it any last week before you knew about it, right? So that's something yeah. to celebrate. <laughs> yeah. So um, we do the daily recap. We, we have an exercise, I have an exercise that everyone does, um, to help them find their core values. So we, we start off talking about what is your, why, what are your core values? Because the majority of the time people are saying yes to things and setting goals that actually don't line up with their values. Therefore they don't follow through on them. They don't have the motivation because it doesn't line up with their core values. We always revert back to the, the why and the core values to help people continue to make the progress. Um, and then we 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 start setting those goals and there's a poco a poco approach that i take and so poco a poco in spanish means little by little and this became a way of life for me (laughs) in a country where i did not know the language and i had to learn it because there was no okay well i'll go to the spanish class and i'll learn some stuff and i'll try to practice and you know i'm not doing great job i'll just i'll just quit you know whatever there was, I couldn't quit. Like, I have to know the language here. And everybody was always poco a poco, poco a poco. And it was so kind the way they said it. And I started to realize, like, that's how it needs to be with everything in life. Everything, every, the approach to everything needs to be just little by little. It's okay, little by little. And so I implement that in this course and helping you to achieve your goals, whether it's just simply just work-life balance, or you have a lifestyle goal, and that's why you went remote in the first place. Um, And and then I teach them how to blueprint their calendar, which goes so far beyond time boxing and time blocking. We get really detailed, but also um, it's a technique that really embraces freedom and flexibility because that's why we want remote work, right? Um, And, you know, when you marry all of that stuff together, you know, you really get a, a good foundation, a good solid game plan or strategy to get shit done and enjoy life
1: i love it i love it that is awesome well i'm excited to check that out and our listeners can check it out but uh i'd like to transition now into the travel trivia section
0: and now it's time for travel trivia travel trivia coming your way
1: first question and full disclosure these are really mean questions
0: Oh, um, what's
1: your fit? What's your favorite city that you've ever visited?
0: Oh God, I do hate that question. Because um, every place is a favorite for a different reason. Uh,
1: I know. It's
0: favorite terrible. city? Maybe I would say um, I don't know how to pronounce the city, but it's in Malta. Um, maybe just maybe just Malta, it's such a small small island. Anyway, and it's I think it. I would have to pick that one as my favorite because that was the trip that kind of changed everything for me. That was the trip that I went from, you know, that was my first travel trip and not my first vacation holiday, you know, type of trip. And so it was super, super Mm -hmm. impactful for me and life changing. So that would, that would probably be why I'd choose it as my favorite.
1: How so? Was it like (laughs) a longer, or I, I should say what impacted you the most about that trip?
0: Um, I think a big piece of it was just where I I was mentally and emotionally in my life and with that Mm -hmm. burnout that I mentioned Mm -hmm. and wanting something to change, but not knowing what or how or anything and going on that trip. It was just two weeks. And like I said, it was kind of more traveling. And so I met people and, you know, it's just kind of one of those things where like puzzle pieces just kind of start coming together with, you meet just the right person and they say just the right thing and you have just the right conversation. And then you have that moment of clarity and like, you know, so it was, it was just one of those, those, those trips. And when I finished the trip, I was like, all right, I, I don't still don't know exactly, but I know. I'm heading a direction and I'm taking steps and this is this is what I this is how I want my life to be.
1: That's awesome. If you could live anywhere in the world permanently, where would you want to live?
0: If I knew, I would be there now. <laughs> like that's I the- should say
1: I shouldn't say if you could. I, I actually need to change this. If you had to live anywhere in the world permanently.
0: <laughs> um oh gosh, that's that's the journey, right? Like trying to find home for so many digital nomads, find where they feel, you know, where their tribe is and all that. Um, (laughs) Gosh. I'm still on that search. I'm I'm keen to find home base. Um, I I have enjoyed Oaxaca City. I would not make it home. I don't think I would. I don't know. I keep getting drawn back here. Home base because it's missing a beach. I love the beach. I feel like Mm, from the research I've done, somewhere like... Florianopolis, Brazil, or Cape Town, South Africa, where it's like on the beach, but there's also mountains, lots of nature, and, you know, decent infrastructure. Yeah, not in the U.S. Yeah. though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, speaking of the beach, you've been to Fiji. I wanted to ask you um, about that story. What, tell me about your day off in Fiji. You, <laughs> seems like you have an interesting story from that country.
0: Yeah, it was, it was such a beautiful day. Um, so it was a, yeah, it was a holiday. So I had the day off and I said, well, you know, what? I'm going to rent a car and get out of, I was in the capital staying in Suva and I said, I'm going to get out and I'm just going to, well, there and the, the beaches in Suva weren't like beautiful. So I really didn't spend much time on, on the beaches there. And I was like determined to find a beach in Fiji and, and enjoy a day on, on the beach. So I got a rent, I rented a car and I just like looking on my Google maps. Right. And I'm like looking at all the roads that kind of look like they end at the end of the island, you know, and I, uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm like going on these roads and I'm like going like, you know, in these villages and people are like living in, in huts and different and I'm like, I don't know if I should, you know, maybe I'll just keep, just keep going, just keep going. Right. And I then come up to this one place where the road very much ends like on the beach and I'm like, I feel like this is going to be, this is going to be it. So I go to the end of the road and I find myself basically like smack dab in the middle of a village and they were a little bit they didn't weren't in huts themselves but they a little bit you know a little bit more advanced it was definitely still a village and um i remember thinking back someone had told me like you you're not supposed to just walk into a village like it's a very big deal to them like when they they invite you in they're very hospitable, but they it's a very big thing. It's a very grand thing. It's kind they, of
1: like their house. The village is their house kind of thing.
0: Yes. And it's almost like ceremonial, yeah. the way that they invite you in, you know. Um, it, everything is planned. Um, you get a – they called it something else, but like a sarong, you know, to wear. Like all, the, all these things. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I haven't been invited, but I don't see anybody around. So I feel like if I just get out really quick, you know – just go up this little path. I'll take a picture. You know, I can see the, you know, and, and I'll just do that really quick. So I get out and I'm like looking around and don't see anybody. I'm like, okay. So I start walking and all of a sudden this little boy, like, I don't know, three years old, he goes, Bula. Now I love Bula. That's like my favorite greeting. Bula. They're so happy. And I was like, Bula. I'm like looking around, I'm like, Shh, you know, and then the next thing I know, I hear someone it was ended up being his mom, say, ah, bula, and I was like, bula, and I didn't know at the time that English was taught in school, and so, like, you know, very common for everybody to know English, and so I'm like, beautiful, (laughs) right, and she's like, yeah, it is, it's very beautiful, and I was like, oh, God, (laughs) I'm making a fool of myself right now, (laughs) and so, I, um, so anyways, her and I start chatting and, um, you know, small talk type stuff and where are you from, all these things. And then she was like, well, would you like me to, to show you around the village and show you our beach? And I was like, that would be so awesome. Yeah, thanks. And so she's taking me through and she's introducing me to a couple people and like the older people, they didn't know English cause it wasn't, I guess, taught back then. Yeah. Um, and so she t- taught me a couple words and we get through and she's like, okay, well I'll show you, we go to this one area where it's a cliff and I can see over and it's this beautiful beach. And then she's like, Oh, we can go down and I'll show you our beach. And you know, we have like, we play volleyball and I'll show you where we, you know, our, our boats, where we go out to get our fish. And so we went down there and she was telling me all about life there in the village. And they have this big piece of land that's there. It belongs to their village and that's where they go to get their food. And so I'm learning all of this great stuff. I'm like, This is so awesome. And then she said, um, well, would you like to stay for tea for afternoon tea? Um, I can ask my dad if he's okay with that. And I was like, sure, okay. So she goes in to her, you know, the, her house, and she's a she's she was probably like maybe early 30s or something. Um, and uh-huh. uh, so anyway, so she goes in, she asks her dad. He's like, he's totally cool with it. So she, you know, I I come into the house, and very like minimal like there's one chair and that's his chair right and then we have tea and it's on the you know they put like a, a cloth on the floor and we sit you know kind of indian yeah. style and so anyway so i come in i introduce myself and i start talking with him and come to find out he's the chief of the village i lo- i like oh my god okay i'm so sorry i'm so sorry like but he's so apologetic. He's so sorry because they weren't prepared. He's so sorry because they didn't have the proper food and he's so And I'm like, no, 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 really. I'm sorry. (laughs) So I ended up having tea and then went to leave and I left my lights on. So the car battery was dead. So then I ended up having to stay and wait for the people to get there. And I ended up having dinner with them and playing with the kids. And it was just a a whole amazing day. It was, it was just such a beautiful day. I loved it.
1: Oh, my goodness. That is hilarious. How random. Yeah, <laughs> just just following the Google Maps. So, yeah, it'll take you some interesting places. Yep. What a cool experience, though. And that's such a such a powerful example of just being, um, oh, what's the word? Spontaneous. Yeah. 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 Like just see what's around the next bend. You never know. That's such a cool story. <laughs> next question. What is the worst food that you've ever tried?
0: First food I feel like I've probably blocked it out repressed that memory if it was the worst food um I have I've had things like you know worm head and ants and you know different weird stuff but I wouldn't say they they mm-hmm. were bad they they did a pretty good job with cooking and presenting it
1: um, just different
0: yeah just diff yeah just different I don't I can't remember a, a worst. I Yeah. No. Well,
1: that's, that's a good thing. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. like I said, I probably have repressed the memory.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, if you could change okay. one thing about travel, what would it be?
0: Why would I change anything? It's great. No. Um, one thing about travel that I would change is the, the limitations and, and the restrictions, especially with people from, from other countries and like, you know, sometimes they're just not simply not allowed in certain countries because of their citizenship or, um, Mm -hmm. you know, or they have to like the amount of work that they have to do, the, the hoops they have to jump through just to get, you know, a visa for a short period of time to go somewhere. Um, it's, it's not right. It's not fair. That's what I would change.
1: Love it. Um, and then this or that section. Would you prefer travel by train or bus? Train. Do you prefer beaches or city? Beaches. Uh, solo travel or group travel? Solo. Ocean diving or mountain climbing?
0: Ocean diving. Mountain climbing. Hard no. question. Night- that, yeah, sorry. Both.
1: No, no. <laughs> Both.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's why I want to live on the beach where there's mountains, right?
1: <laughs> exactly. You you want the best of both worlds. I do. <laughs> um, important question: Nikon, Canon, or Sony, or Fujifilm?
0: Um, I'm gonna go with Canon just because I used to be a photographer and Canon was my was my jam.
1: Love it. Boats or airplanes?
0: Depends on the destination. Bo- boat, boats,
1: boats. <laughs> Do you prefer more of a strict schedule or go with the flow?
0: Um, I teach structure with flexibility. Is there a a middle ground to that?
1: (laughs) Tricky. I like it. Um, Sure. You'll be the first. Yeah, I think you're the first to go in the middle. We'll go with that. Um, Do you prefer planned tours or random exploration? And it's okay to enjoy both, but which one do you prefer?
0: Yeah, uh, random exploration
1: love it um what is your favorite travel hack
0: uh oh totally my neck stand my laptop stand oh my gosh i can't I've... is that what you're using right now yeah yeah totally Yep. Yeah. yeah it um it's eye level i have back neck issues and you know i don't have as much back neck issues doing this
1: yeah I love it. So you can stand up, look straight ahead. Great for your posture.
0: Yeah, it's great. I, lo- I lo- love, love, love it. I'd go everywhere with it. It goes with me everywhere. And
1: I assume it folds down pretty compact. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, really, like, just kind of, like, um, very compact. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then the last question. What makes travel worth it to you personally?
0: Oh, travel, I feel like, has, has been the reason why I feel like I have become the best version of myself. I think um, at this point in time, obviously we're always on a journey, we're always growing, but at this point in time, I am the best version of myself because of travel.
1: Thank you for being a part of today's conversation. If you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast and come find us on social media at Travel Worth Living. This episode was edited and produced by Agnes Gretostotter with music by Vlad Glushenko. I'm your host, Seth Sutherland, and this is Travel Worth Living.